hey girls, welcome to this week's episode of Braveheart Talks. We're so glad that you could join us. I hope you've got a brew, I hope you've got your drink, your water, your coffee, whatever it is. Just make yourself comfortable and let's engage in some real good conversation. This week, we're going to be talking about generations, how the generation before affects who we are today and and how the generation that is to come has a lot to add and offer who we are today. And so we're going to get into some great conversation, right, Meg? I am super excited, but I'm also feeling a little bit nervous because Christmas is on our doorstep and it's not Christmas that I'm feeling nervous and excited about but as soon as Christmas is out the way we are zooming into all things conference talk to us a little bit about that conference in May we are super excited but girls maybe you're starting your Christmas shopping because I've started mine Em I don't know about you but I'm getting my Christmas shopping and maybe you're thinking what do I get the girls in my world my mom my auntie my sister your friends a ticket for conference? What a great idea to get your girlfriends a ticket for conference. So, hey, that's a little uh, help for you to what to get your friends this year for Christmas. It is a conference ticket. But uh, I'm excited to get into this conversation. Yeah. Generational things. We were looking just before this at what generations we are. So we worked out your gen... <laughs> I'm the orc. I'm the dinosaur age. <laughs> I'm Gen Gen X. X. Your Gen Y. y. And Ollie, yeah, who's doing who's all of our filming today, he's, he's Gen Z. So we're going through it. But we did, we're wondering what the next, next one was. It yeah, goes to like, A. Do so, they go back yeah, to so A? Girls, if you know, message in and let us know because we have no idea. My kids are in the next one, so I should find out. I actually out. don't even know why we're called X, Y, no, and Z. No, no but, clue. Hey, every generation has its different quirks and different things. So let's talk about, you spoke about then how we're going to mention like the generation that's gone. So what was something that you'd say, M from the previous generation that you admire, like characteristics or something they'd done or a lifestyle or anything like that? What, would you, what did you admire from them? Oh, so in the generations that have been before us, um, things that would stand out to me would be like manners. Oh, manners yeah. seemed impeccable. Yes. Now, I don't know if it's just what I see off movies, mm-hmm. um, but, but I remember my grandparents. I think, you know, um, men were gentlemen. Yeah. It, it was open polite doors. to open the door for you and hold <laughs> the door open. And so manners was a big one for me. I think there was something about their stickability as well. Yeah. Like they had an ability to stick at something where I think we have that many options and choices available to us today that we're always changing. We change our our jobs and our relationships and our friends. And and change isn't always a bad thing, but I think particularly in the area of marriage, they just had some grit that I don't think that we have today. And um, the other thing that I love about that generation is I love community. Yes. Because they didn't have phones. They probably won't like sat no social media. They'd actually no, gather together. Absolutely. So in the, the neighbors in the street knew each other. You'd yeah. go you'd have to go and knock on people's door yes. and 
And people you know, just like, t- I think they would have just turned up, knocked on and, and came in. Where now we have to give like three weeks notice if I'm coming to your door. And once I'm there, you don't even ring the door, you text them saying I'm outside. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah, and not even having Can I the, come and yeah. knock on your door? <laughs> not even having the availability of just being yeah. able to nip to the shop. Yeah. You know, even prior to supermarkets. So you'd borrow things out your neighbours' cupboards. Yeah. And, and I just think that, that interaction yeah. with each other built such great community yeah. and raised each other's children. Yeah. And, so I love that. And my all-time all favourite is the way couples dance together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. We should reintroduce that. Absolutely. Dancing even, has changed in the clubs these do days. Do you know what? <laughs> it, even my parents, I've grown up seeing them dance yeah, together. Yeah. And I think that is just not, you know... Um, whatever the current music yeah. is the certain <laughs> rave music never lent itself to to that sort of was dancing it ballroom together dancing, well was it, it was it, it was like the two the swinging 60s yeah, the swing, they would yeah. call it wouldn't they and yeah. you know if you go down back down through the 60s the 50s yeah, 40s 30s you would see different styles of dance, yeah. but it was always done in couples dancing yeah. together. I think we and need I to take that. a trip to America because I bet there's some places in America that still have barn <laughs> dancing on a Friday night. We'll, <laughs> we'll take our hubbies and have a go. That's it. I love that. No. So yeah, my, they're my favourite yeah. things from the generation. Yeah, I love that. Past. And I would have loved to just like see what it's like with that because I didn't have TVs. Like that's all I do to relax. I'm going, what do you do to relax <laughs> about a TV? Yes. I, don't, I don't know, board games maybe? Yeah. Do we have them? Yeah, they just have community conversations. Yeah, conversation that would be good um so there were some of the the things that we admire maybe from that generation but every generation has its wins but also has areas where they fail as well um what would you say maybe one of the the failings that you see from that generation yeah that that's an interesting question because it's really hard to look back and say well that generation failed in that area because I think generations evolve so and progress. Mm -hmm. So every generation has always moved on. So the things that we could look back and say they got that wrong, it might not be that they got it wrong. It might just be that they the knowledge had not progressed to work to our understanding is today. And so in the areas of things like um Today, women can vote, mm-hmm. women can work, Yeah, women can use contraception, women can say no. Yeah. All of those things were not available to the generations before us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would be like, thank the Lord, yeah. I'm a woman of this generation. Yes. God knew what he was doing when he put me here for such a time as this. Because I don't think I would have survived generations previous. But it was normal to them and it was relative to them. But hindsight's a wonderful thing. So you can always look backwards and say, you know, that's unacceptable. I think the way people were treated. I think also today we have a better understanding of humanity than we've ever ever had on the earth before mm. so for example we understand mental health is a real thing yeah. you know years ago you go back a few generations you'd have just been shoved in an institute mm-hmm. and ignored um we understand there are special needs mentally and yeah. physically 
no, they didn't understand. You'd have been put in a circus. You'd have, you'd have, do do you know what I'm saying? They had no understanding. They didn't have the medication, the foresight, the wisdom that we have today. So I think there are things that I can look back on that generation and say, thank the Lord that I'm not there, that Mm -hmm. I am here. But I don't think it's that they got it wrong. I just think their intelligence and knowledge Mm -hmm. had not progressed to where to where we are today. And let's talk about this before we move on, actually, about this idea of the church, because I even look back at the church maybe I was brought in, and that wasn't even too long ago, and it does look very different to the church that we're in now. Yeah. So maybe, like, just speaking to that, like, what would you say, like, because obviously you planted a church not too long ago, and what was there some was there something that from the previous churches you'd be like, you know what, that's how church used to be done, but this yeah. is, like, something you yeah. see for this this generation that they need well i've been in church since i i was five years old when um well i was four years old when my parents got saved and so i was taken to church from a very young age church is what i've known Mm -hmm. and i haven't actually gone around many different churches yeah um i've always stayed planted for a good long lengthy period of time and i think life is really interesting because i think Everything that um, didn't work or was not good Mm. teaches you just as much as the things that are good for you. And so when it came to us establishing this church, yeah, Luke and I had a massive history within the church. Mm -hmm. And I think we just had to, to learn and understand what was fitting for this now generation. And I think sometimes with the church, the biggest frustration I find is that historically it's not progressed like the rest of the world. So the message of Jesus Christ and the gospel never changes. But if you think about it, right, pubs and clubs and restaurants and cafes and shops and, you know, working environments... They've all moved on with the times. They've all become modern. They've all become relevant to that generation. They've all progressed. But somehow the church stayed stuck in the 18th century, like the Dickensian era. (laughs) And we want to still sing the old hymns. Hear my heart. There's nothing wrong with the old hymns. Lyrically, they're brilliant. Mm -hmm. But if you want to reach a now generation, we can't be singing about the those, the thys, the therefores, and for those in peril on the sea. Because I can remember singing those with my hymn book in school and I, knew, I had no, no understanding of what I was singing. No. So I think what it for us when we established the church, you know, there are so many great churches out there also. Yeah. But I think we've all had to learn, okay, well, what's current to this generation? We take the same message, the same gospel, but we just have to package it yeah. differently yeah. to reach people today. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely think like the church, you know, God is so about generation to generation. You see it all way, all the way, weaving into the Bible, like stories of generation to generation and how even in yeah. Kings, how it was passed from one king to the next, to the next, to the next. Yeah. And that's how God works, that we're only here for such a short time, but it's how we pass the baton on. Yeah. It says in um, Psalm 145, verse 5, one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And I just love this picture of the church where it's like we have, like in our church, we have like the old, we have the young. And I think, 
think God has designed the church to be that way so that we can stay in there one generation commence to the next. And I think there's an opportunity there that we can we can seize like the old sort of getting that zeal from the younger people in the churches, but the young also gaining that wisdom from the olds. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen, M. So let's speak into this. Like, how do you think we can be better at that relationship with the young and the old? Yeah, great, great question. And and you know, the the church being generationally minded is God's perfect plan yeah. for his church because God is very into families. And even somebody that may have not come from a great family background, yeah. you may not even know who your family is, or maybe you've moved away from home or you've moved country, should always be able to find family in the house of God. Now, like any family, we're made up of different layers of people. You have your grandparents and great aunts and uncles, and you have cousins and you have siblings and you have parents. And I think you can find relationally that with everyone. The mistake we make is when we want everyone to be the same way with us. Well, your cousins are not the same way with you as your grandparents are. And so we have to understand that when God plants you in a church, and that's going to be your local home church, you're going to have different relationships with different people, but all for the common good. So I think the way that we get better at that is I think the older generation, two, two words, my two words for that are grace and respect. The older generation need to carry a lot of grace (laughs) for the younger generation because they're still learning. And the frustration comes when you have a younger generation in church. I'm not talking about children, but even a younger generation, spiritually speaking, can be those who are just saved. Yeah. So that doesn't matter whether you're in your 20s, your 40s or your 50s. It's like it's when you're, you're, you're not long being saved. You might have the knowledge, but you don't have the wisdom yet. And so you still make a lot of mistakes. And young people have you know, so much, like you said, zeal about them. And that zeal can be so great when it's used for the purpose of of the house of God, but not so great when you're using it in the wrong way. And so, so the older generation needs to have grace and understand that a younger generation is still learning and they haven't climbed in years to where they are yet. But the younger generation need to really walk in respect and look upon the generation above or the generations above Mm -hmm. as they have lived life. And sometimes we can look and I feel really it's a funny topic for me to talk on. Right. Because I feel like I'm sitting bang in between two generations. So I'm not quite with the old generation (laughs) yet. And I'm definitely not with the young generation. (laughs) But sitting in the middle, I feel like I can see it from both perspectives. And so what I see is that that the younger generation, they need to be mindful of actually those who are older than you, right? A lot older than you. They've lived a life. They've done relationships. Mm -hmm. They've figured out marriage. They've worked work hard physical work they have managed finances 
they've gone through health scares, they've gone through problems. And actually, if we just stop looking at them as though they're older and know nothing about my life, because every generation we hit like 23, you know everything, you know it all, no one can tell me. We've all lived like that. But the truth is there is so much to learn and we need to have respect that they have actually walked a walk and done a journey that I'm about to embark on. And the way that we are able to walk in grace Mm -hmm. and respect better together in the church is by having the same common goal in mind. And that is we're here in the house of God for the purpose of changing lives for Christ one life at a time. So when Jesus is our common denominator, it gives us the skill set to be able to live and work in harmony together in the house of God. Definitely. And I, you know, I love that because I probably still am not in the middle yet. I'm still in the younger years. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm still... I just think I'm in the younger years because I hang out with you. (laughs) But I do agree. Like I, you know, I spoke to the young adults at our church not too long ago and I said, one of my lessons from my early 20s is that if I could go back and tell myself, it'd be like, you do not know it all. Because I think early 20s, you're so in the habit of, you know, you've moved out, you're independent, like you know everything. And the older I get, the more I realize I need help and I need someone to teach me. So I'm definitely at the stage where I love being around those who are older or just even asking questions. Like when you're around someone, just like have a question, ask them, start asking questions. And I think for the older, it's having that confidence like they've got purpose still. There's so many young people, but don't be scared to come up to us. Like we we appreciate it and value it. So can I just add to that as well, Meg? Because... You know, it's a phrase that we use often in church and we say just because it feels good doesn't mean it is good. And and I think we're this new generation, we're a very feel Mm -hmm. generation and that's, you know, the older generation have the grit and we're all about the feelings. And so the wisdom comes in knowing that just because it feels good to me doesn't mean it is good for me. In fact, 1 Corinthians 10, 23 says that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And I think there's wisdom in leaning into the generation above and saying, this is a, this is what I want to do. They talk about your relationships, talk about your life choices and lean into somebody who's already lived that journey and say, is this a smart move for me? What do you think? And allow them. I mean, you don't have to do what they say, yeah. but allow someone else who's further on than you to speak into your life so that what you are going to do with your life becomes beneficial yeah I love that so you know so far we've talked about the generation gone we've talked about this whole idea of both generations working together but let's let's talk about this generation coming through then so maybe we're talking more about like our teenagers our young adults what excites you M for them like what do you see in them that may be different to your generation that like actually that excites you but then on the flip side what are you fearful of as well that you see coming through for this next generation this next generation coming that's through? A, that is a really good good question that and so for me i can remember life before the internet and before phones so i'd be the girl stood in the phone box trying to, with a pile of 50 peas, trying to phone my boyfriend. <laughs> like, They're still this. on the streets, though, aren't they? I wonder they actually are, I, do. I, 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 I don't I, know any numbers to ring. I wouldn't know <laughs> to ring. 
<laughs> I don't even know what what they are about, but um, but yeah. So I remember life prior to that. I remember somebody once saying, "One day there'll be a computer in every home," and we just thought, "Oh my gosh, no way!" Like there's that's never going to happen. And um, I remember the first time my parents got a cordless phone, and I remember phoning my friend and saying. I'm in the living room. <laughs> I'm now in the kitchen. And just being able to walk around the house and it was absolutely fascinating. So if that's happened in my lifetime, you can see how quickly that the world is yeah. progressing. And so now with the internet and with social media and all of the, there, there are more options available to this generation than there ever has been before. And I find that exciting yeah. at like, you know, you go back a generation from me and when you were at school, you did maths, English and science and that was it. Mm -hmm. And then you you went into a trade and only if you were exceptionally smart could you go to university. And the world is so different now. There are so many different things that you can learn that are encompassed into your education. And the world has become an incredibly small place because because of the internet, you can find out all about different cultures and opportunities in different countries. Mm -hmm. You can find out what all of your friends are doing at any given time, all at the same time. You can have multiple conversations with Zoom and Skype and you, you're never away from people. You're always forever connected. So that really excites me because I think it's so, you know, even just being able to read your Bible, you yeah. can get on Google and, and, uh, and if you half know a scripture in your head, what, what does the Bible say about forgiveness? All the answers yeah. are there. We'd have to sit and turn it page by page yeah. and find it. So there's so many benefits. Yeah. And that excites me because I think if you get in your right lane and your right flow with that, then there's just incredible opportunities available to you that were not available to your parents or to your grandparents. Like it's an incredible time to be alive. But for me, the danger of that, Meg, would be too many options. Yeah, it's true. And too many options can be just as um, dangerous really as not enough yeah. options available. Too many options can actually make you become stagnant yeah. because you can spend your whole time deciding and never actually doing. So instead of knowing, you know, uh, go back a generation or two, you know, your father was in this trade, you're going to go into this trade. And so you would become the best craftsman at your trade and you would stick at that. But now we can, you can get and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, I'm just saying this in an observational yeah. way, 40 odd year old students who are still studying because they still don't really know what they want to do in life. And what we don't realize all the time is life is passing yeah. us by and we need to really be, you know, make something of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to have the wisdom, you know, 2 Timothy um, 2 verse 7 says that knowledge without wisdom is foolishness. Yeah. And I think we have a generation 
that are incredibly knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So we're knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about what's happening around the planet. We have 24-hour news. I remember when we didn't, it was the 6 o'clock news yeah. on the BBC. So we have 24-hour news. So we are constantly being informed, 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 informed. Information is great. But knowledge without the wisdom yeah. on how to apply that knowledge to your life just makes you a fool and the bible talks very clearly about that so in summary this is my advice on this particular question to any of the gen z gen y gen the new gen that's coming through (laughs) this generation (laughs) in this world that is so available to you when it comes to jobs or relationships. I mean, you can swipe right or swipe left over a girl or a guy. It's like, it's incredible how fast-paced things have changed. I even feel old saying that. But my point is this. You have to have the Word of God as your anchor. That has to be your footstool. It has to be your base. It has to be the foundation that you build your life on it's only in the word of God you're going to find your vein that God wants you to flow in life in so though all these options are available to you you need to be a person that is anchored in the word of God and be turning to scripture and saying God what is it for my life? Mm-hmm. Because though everything is beneficial, permissible, yeah. not everything is beneficial. Because yeah. scripture says that before you were formed and fashioned in your mother's womb, he ordained all the days of your life and he had a plan and a purpose for you. Yeah. So God already knows the reason why you were created. So all of these options can become distraction mm-hmm. if we don't figure out and find out, God, what is it that you want? my life to become yeah so yeah and I will take that on as well because I'm going to put myself in that younger generation (laughs) bracket but something that I I observe actually when I you know thought of this question when you're answering it that because I get to hang a little bit more with the younger generation one thing that excites me about them is actually this they're really good now I'd say at like taking their masks off with people I feel feel like they are quite you know, we're in a church yeah. week. Luke recently just preached on, you know, we are unperfect people following a perfect God. And I think, you know, from observation, maybe the previous generation, they were quite, they they were battling with with certain sins, certain things, but hiding, not being able to feel like they can approach someone and have yeah. grace on that conversation. Yeah. So I do think obviously it comes with its flaws, but I do see some good things in terms of like people just being authentic and saying, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm getting it wrong. And they're like, we do life groups at our church and they're small groups. And, you know, they're so good because I do see young people go into them and they're actually opening up. They're not having their masks on. They're just saying, look, I'm getting it wrong, but God's grace. And so, yeah, just to add to that. Yeah. This next question is a little bit more to do with maybe like generational patterns and this idea of like how in families you can have this generational pattern where like maybe traits or personalities or habits can get passed down through generations is that an actual thing can that actually happen generational patterns oh most definitely the bible actually calls it generational curses which sounds like an awfully strong word but it's really it's the things that you dislike about yourself that actually you'll find 
that someone else before you has been that way. And so just the way we have genetics that come down, it's the why you're, it's the reason your daughter looks like you. It's because your genes have come down through her. Then I also believe that spiritually speaking, we can pass things down through families and they can be strongholds and they can be things that we, a way that we are, that we wish we weren't. They can come about in terms of personality traits they can come about in in just the way that we process and think and the way that we speak and you know it there are things patterns and and it it's it does come down through generations so I'm like absolutely yes that is a thing and um I think the important thing for us to remember is that we don't have to succumb to that yeah and that links on to my next question emma so what if someone has identified that you know what yeah i see this pattern in me and i and i can see it in the generations gone before me like is it possible for them to break these generational patterns absolutely absolutely um you know we have generational patterns like the way you speak it's something that you've picked up from the home you've been raised into you know your language, whether it's good or bad, it's the environment that you've been raised in, you've picked that language up. Mm. Um, Addictive habits, you know, and that can be anything. It can be alcohol, it could be pornography, Mm. it could be um, anything drugs related, but those addictive habits, often it's to do with the environment that we've been raised in and the generations before us. I remember my mum always used to use quirky sayings and really silly old-fashioned sayings, things like, um, oh, I'll go to the bottom of our gate and back. And and I'd say, what does that mean? And we'd laugh because she didn't even know what it meant, but it was what the generation before her, it was how my grandparents were. So we definitely pick up these traits. And yes, we can. Uh, break them because the bible talks very clearly about that everything starts and ends in the mind the way you think about yourself proverbs 23 says about uh, the way a man thinks about himself is the way you become so you have to change what you're thinking about and how you're thinking and we talk so much about this in church you know i've done several messages all about the mind and the way that we think but the bible talks about holding every thought captive second corinthians 10 it tells it tells us that we're to hold our thoughts captive so though you can't help what pops into your mind you can help what you dwell on what you meditate on and what you think on because before there's ever an action there's always a thought you never you never give an action without giving a thought and so it's when the thought comes i need that drink or you know i'm human with that person and I'm going to behave in a way that is destructive I'm going to speak to my husband how my mum spoke to my father that ended in divorce but my grandparents they ended in divorce and now I'm in a marriage 
but I'm speaking to the man how exactly the way I, I need to stop it. I need to get hold of those thoughts and I need to start to think differently. Scriptures very clearly, in fact, in Corinthians, it goes on to say, think upon things that are good, wholesome, true, noble, worthy of praise. It tells us to stop criticizing and pulling down, but but make your speech different because where your mouth goes, your life follows. So for me, it's like when it comes to life, and breaking old patterns. You need to be the driver of your life and not the passenger in your life. And I think so many people go through life as a passenger. Like you're waking up every day to see what kind of a mood you feel in. Or you know, you 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 know you're gonna wake up and do that thing because that thing yeah. you do every day, even though you know it's destructive, you're doing that every day. But you need to become the driver. And to become the driver of your life everything for me goes back to the word of God. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's get to know the word of God, pick up the scriptures and begin to read it. For me, it's the difference between being a dinghy and being a speedboat. So when you're a passenger in your life, you're like a dinghy. And if you think about a dinghy, it's just, it's just bait on the water. It's sitting there and that dinghy has to go wherever the current takes it because it has no power to do anything about that situation. Wherever the current goes, the dinghy will follow. And life can be like that for you and I. We can fall into old habits and old traits just passing by. But if you're a speedboat, then you are motor powered. And regardless of the current, you can go in the direction you desire. And for me, having the word of God, speaking the word of God, over my life, taking scriptures that are going to direct my life. Christ has made me the head and not the tail. I'm an overcomer. You know, all things are possible through through Christ. All of these kind of scriptures and speaking them out over my life meant that I have the power to be able to plow through what the trajectory of my life would naturally say. I think it's such a big topic that, you know, we, we've, you've answered there in one question. We could do a whole podcast Absolutely. on breaking generational patterns. But I definitely encourage if, you know, there's girls listening and they feel like they've got habits or patterns that they're not happy with that maybe even passed down. I've recently actually read a book by Craig Rochelle called The Power to Change. Amazing. And it's all about this idea of habits, breaking habits, starting habits, and it's so good. So if girls are listening, I would recommend that book Great. when it comes to just as an additional reading to this. But last question Em, on this then, what is something, you know, we've, we've talked about things that can get passed down. So what is something for you personally that you are intentional about passing down through your family? Oh yeah, I mean, we could go there with many natural practical yeah. habits. Pick a few. Honestly, <laughs> that no, the, the, the most important for me is for my kids to love God, yeah. love his house, love his word, love his people. Yeah. And that's honestly, my kids can do whatever they want with their life, go wherever they want with their life, make all of their choices, so long as those four things are core to them, love God, love his house, love his word, love his people, then I know that whatever choices they make, God will honour them and bless them. 
What a great podcast. Thanks for all your wisdom and knowledge. I've had a fun conversation. It's been fun. It's been different. And I think, uh, yeah, it's going to help a lot of girls, isn't it? Especially the young ones. I think some of that advice you took, some of the old ones to take hold of that. But girls, we're so glad you've tuned in today. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Why don't you share it with someone in your world? These podcasts come around every two weeks. So stay tuned to the next one. Take care.